Hello, welcome to the Off The Rocks podcast. My name is Jen and I'm chatting with my pal, Sarah. Hello. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm all right. I'm better now. I wasn't very well last week. We had to postpone this recording because I was hacking my guts up with, um, with a delightful cold. So um, I feel much better now. And thankfully, it was very short-lived. So Good, good. Because mm. I, I did say when you texted me that I would not tolerate any sniffing down the microphone. So um, yeah. I'm really glad that we cancelled that. A brief catch-up then. I... I'm really good, felt rubbish last week, but feel better now. And I love it when you start to feel better from having been poorly. Because it's exhilarating, just, isn't it? Oh like, my it's God, it's like, amazing. Oh, I've got a fresh lease on life. <laughs> yeah, it is like that. And you, I just feel like you really appreciate just having your sense of smell yeah. and um, being able to sleep through the night. And oh, it's just so lovely. You just, that's the only thing about that, that's good about being poorly is when you start to feel better again and you just feel so bloody grateful yeah love it agreed agreed so yeah that's that's me and I've also I take I took a bit of a gym break really like a weightlifting break the last couple of weeks for various reasons and I've got back into it the last couple of days and as well I'm loving it absolutely loving it I feel so achy today because of it's it. It's such a nice feeling, isn't it? Oh, like it's when gorgeous. you have that break and you're like, oh, I'm dying, but it's wonderful. Yeah, it's hard it's really hard to get the motivation to go back in sometimes because you inevitably lose your fitness and um yeah. that's really horrible. It can be really um what's the word I'm looking for? Demoralizing. Yeah, really demoralizing when you that go back in and you you can't you know because you can't lift what you used to just <laughs> yeah, even yeah. like three, four weeks ago. And you just feel like, oh. You see, that would be enough for me. Like, I just don't have enough drive. I'd just be like, oh, this is my weightlifting over then. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I've done it enough times now where I know that you just have to grit your teeth and get back on with it. And within, if you if you just stick at it within two, three weeks, you you get the momentum back and you'd love it again and you're really mm. strong and your fitness comes back. So, yeah, I've been doing that. And, and it's like um, a big part of your, like, self-care really, isn't it? Me like particularly. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> not one <laughs> but yeah. yeah for you like yeah. huge yeah yeah it's, that's my sort of chosen form of exercise like weightlifting in the gym and yeah I really love it I love it when I'm into it I hate falling out of it um mm. and I hate because I, some, I do sometimes fall out of love with it I just think I can't stand this fucking gym and I don't want to do this I don't want to get up early because I tend to go really early if I don't go early I just don't get it done really yeah, yeah. so um that parts can be a bit difficult especially in the winter when it's just dark and freezing and rainy but yeah I I really love it when I'm on a roll I just feel sort of a bit renewed at the moment yeah yeah which is really lovely <clears throat> but how how are things in your your area of the world right. <laughs> your area <laughs> yeah my area is quite well thank you <laughs> how is your vagina we haven't covered that well, for ages it's well tended to thank you very much um <laughs> god uh yeah no i'm good i'm good i've still um continued having this sort of strange month of not having any work but today is my first day where i've li- you know i've literally had a month off essentially i've just been a lady of leisure which has been honestly like a bit depressing i you know at first i was like oh it's so nice to have a break but then after you know probably a week not even um I was I'm get, unemployed yes, <laughs> Can't afford to do anything. yes ex- exactly I was like oh I have to stop spending money unnecessarily although I did just buy um a table tennis um 
uh, bats and balls. <laughs> Unnecessary items. <laughs> <laughs> Which is obviously very necessary. The first thing that I thought I would buy and now I'm gainfully employed again. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I re- I'm, I'm really good at table tennis, Jen. Like, really I'm pretty good. good yeah. Oh, we'll okay. see about that. I see. We'll see. I, we'll see. see. Oh, I played pool yesterday. I'm still got it. Have you? I sorted my cue action out over over my birthday weekend, and I'm now. Um, I'd almost say unstoppable. So yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I've wasted this month off work. I've been doing lots of really useful, lots um, of empowering sports. things. Yes, my darts is also good. Uh, yeah. Oh, so no, I'm I'm really good. I've uh, it's nice, but it's nice. It's really really nice to have some work to do now. Um, not just financially, but just I lost all structure in my day. I started napping and um, oh, just the gateway lo- nap. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's dangerous. <laughs> it really is. I was like, what am I doing? Like just a three hour nap in the. Were afternoon. you getting up and getting dressed properly every day? Um, be yeah, honest. Be honest with, with us. Uh, was I? No, I think I was. I'm pretty good with that, but. Because, you know, I've had periods where when I was sort of starting, well, my business, I guess, for want of a better word, you know, I had periods when I didn't have any work, but I was always like, I was emailing people and I was just trying really hard to get stuff. And I I always felt like I had stuff to do, but I have kind of done that now. It is just a, what's that noise? What is that noise? Oh, it's gone now. Is that my end or yours? I think it was yours probably the road something going on with the bloody road outside it did sound road roadish mm. sorry um, carry on uh what was i saying so i had i had a picture of you just starting up your business sitting there in a three-piece suit waiting for the work to come in <laughs> do you know what it wasn't far after <laughs> have you ever seen um uh, th- uh this country the no. tv show oh i think you'd really like it it's really really funny and well written and yeah there's a the main character kerry is she's kind of like a chav and oh she's but she's so lovely and she she gets some like really menial job like knocking on doors or something and wears like a three-piece suit it's brilliant like, it's really <laughs> funny uh but yeah I you know I, I was just kind of like oh I need the work and I had all this adrenaline and like trying to do it and this has just been like I know that I have the work I know that it will come back mm. so I've just been sitting around and it's been really but also it's been really difficult because, you know, in theory, I could have used this time for writing or for doing like really productive things. But because I haven't had any structure and everything's just kind of gone a bit, yeah, I just haven't really had the energy or the drive to do it. So, yeah, it, yeah, it has been quite difficult, actually. But, but it's come um, at a great time, hasn't it? Because you're in a new loved up situation. So you've had a bit of extra time, presumably, mm, to sort of get to know. Yeah, but I see. I don't know if that's... Bronte. Yeah, she, she, she has a... That's I like that nickname. I think she'd appreciate that. But she has a proper job. So <laughs> She's I'm thinking, who like, have I wound myself up with? I know, I keep saying, like, waste. I swear to God, I do make videos. Like, here's one that I've made before. Because uh, I've just, like, literally from the day that I met her, I haven't had any work to do. So. She's just, like, what have you done today? Like, just been in the pub playing <laughs> pool? <laughs> Brushing up on my table yeah. tennis skill? <laughs> pretty much i actually was really relieved when i got a job and i texted just been like just to let you know i've got booked i've got two jobs booked for next week she's like great oh and just to touch on that is that still going great guns uh i think so yeah awesome so chuffed no it is it's all good like in a way having so much time on my hands you know when you're just kind of like full of all these feelings it's sort of been a bit like indulgent because I've Mm. just been like lying around just thinking about that and actually I could have done with the distraction to not get so quite so um 
revolting about it all. But anyway, you've been walking yes. around your house like trailing your fingers everywhere, <laughs> wistfully gazing at stuff. Yeah, pretty endless much. love on the record player. <laughs> Jen, have you been spying on me again? I told you to stop doing that. We've been through this. Right uh, today, yeah. today we have got a fantastic listener dilemma. I felt like there was some sort of trail (laughs) (laughs) Um, full disclosure this is a listener but it's one of my friend's friends I don't know exactly who it's from I've just put the word out I mean to be honest I assume that all of our listeners were just friends or friends of friends some of them are genuine some of them are genuine total strangers that write it shocks me every time (laughs) that we get a letter I'm like shit me people are listening to this I know. I've actually looked at the analytics and I won't disclose the exact tens of people. I was going to say, is it double figures? No, it's hundreds of people that are listening to our podcast. Hundreds. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. It's really exciting. So um, I feel quite nervous now. (laughs) Are you you privy to those analytics? Um, Because I can give you the password or send you them if you're interested. I know you sometimes prefer not to know about this because it makes you nervous. (laughs) No, no. um, No, actually, that would be quite intriguing. (laughs) that we've done like 20 episodes together and I'm like I've no idea how many people are listening yeah you're like people actually listen to this <laughs> dross is your mum still listening um yes I think so I've not spoken to her for a little while but yeah hello Sue hi <laughs> hi Sue I used to call my parents by their Christian names when I was a kid Sue I, and Dave <laughs> I am inclined to do it's always funny when the, the name's like that my dad's called Barry and um I oh, tend to call him name. Barry and he doesn't like it but, is Barry um, short for anything no. Seems like it's the shortened name. It's just a daft name. Barold. <laughs> Barrington. It could be Barrington, yeah. I suppose. But no, he's not really of that kind of class of people. No offence, Barry. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, so this one is uh, one of my friends. One of their friends gave them this thing. And, oh, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Ooh. So... Uh, and they've given them they've given themselves a different name as well. I'll just tell you that now. Is it Barry? It's not Barry. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Hi, my girlfriend of three years and I have been recently having a few problems. I feel like we might be on the verge of breaking up. I love her, but I don't feel like she's being honest with me. She's always kept a diary and lately I've been sneaking a look at it when she's out. So far, I can't see anything that I should be too concerned about, but there are a few things she's written about that have annoyed me. Things she hasn't told me about. Do I confront her? Thanks. Love the podcast. Jim. Oh, Jimbo. <laughs> Jim, 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 Jim. <laughs> it made me laugh because it probably occurred to you as well, but... This guy is getting all bent out of shape because his girlfriend's not being honest with him and he's sneaking around when she goes out of the house right through her diaries. The irony. It's not lost on us. People do that, obviously. It's, um, you know, this is not the first incidence. Incidents? Instance? One or the other. Of, um, yeah, this sort of thing happening. I I know a few people that have been in this quandary or at least they've said, I know that, such and such keeps a diary and I'm really tempted to read it or I've seen it and I was really I had to be very disciplined not to look at it Mm. personally I have never read anyone's diary and would not but I think that's because I I have a really strong moral sense around it because I've on and off kept diaries and journals and I would really dislike the idea of somebody that I hadn't 
wanted to give that information to sort of reading it behind my back in secret yeah definitely so I, I just I think if you've done it yourself as well you know you know what a, a kind of what a personal thing it is but also what a it's just it's a tool for venting and sometimes you say things just yeah. in the moment to get them out on paper because that will make you feel better and it's not it's not meant for anybody else to read con- no no mm. and it's not a considered you know um a considered analysis of an event or a relationship it's just like this is how i feel in this moment right now and yeah if anyone reads that out of context then it's gonna probably seem a bit harsh or it's it you know it hasn't got all the other no it's not in context at all yeah and um yeah so it's a really interesting one yeah let's let's delve into that then so they've been together three years having problems might be on the verge of breaking up he loves her but he doesn't feel like she's being honest and he's been you know sneaking looks at her personal like thoughts like a record of her personal thoughts he hasn't obviously told her yet that he's been doing this. Should he confront her? I I don't really think he should confront her about what he's read. I think he should probably be honest about the fact that he's been doing that. Yeah. Um because yeah, you what... because you should and and also stop fucking doing it. <laughs> it's not your that's not that's not your place to do that. That's that's a real breach of trust. Massively. Um, some people would say that well, it's her fault. If she didn't want anybody to read this, she shouldn't be writing it down for people to be able to access. What do you think about that? I think those are the kind of people who go and read people's diaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I think it's like, I think it's indefensible, really. Um, I, I'm trying to think, I've don't, I don't think I've ever um, had a situation where, I mean, I've, you know, I can, I've certainly not done that myself but I don't think I've ever had a situation where it was kind of on the table literally like I could have um I could have accessed someone's diary and I chose not to but uh, yeah there are massive massive issues with that and I think anyone who goes in with look this is what I've read I know I shouldn't have really done it but you shouldn't have said this like you no, you can't do that you've got no right to be reading anyone's personal thoughts and I mean obviously it doesn't say in the email exactly what he's found out and what she hasn't been honest about mm. i mean does it matter though because if, yeah, if she hasn't it, told no, him no. then he should not really be operating on that information no, there's a reason no. why she hasn't told you this stuff whatever it is jim there's a reason for that and you have you're not being respectful of that absolutely yeah no it doesn't sort of matter what the content is as such i'm just i'm just i'm just nosy yeah <laughs> i just want to know say if it uh, was something that was um you know a relationship relationship ending thing like you know i've slept with jim's dad and that's how he found out obviously that sort of information would kind of trump the fact that, of how he found out i guess I, I don't think you can really ignore that yeah, I mean, that's. I guess I was kind of thinking of it in the sense of, you know, if it's just something, if it's about uh, stuff that she hasn't said, sort of about how she feels and stuff like that, then, you know, he just hasn't got a leg to stand on. But obviously, if she has done, if she's done, like, bad things, then it doesn't, it's still indefensible what he did. But I guess in the end, that has to be broached. It's a hierarchy. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just, it's just a really tricky, and that, it's just a really tricky one, yeah. It is, and um, I I do feel, though, that the, the fundamentally this shows that the relationship is on dodgy ground well, that's all it, round, really, it? yeah. Yeah, and that's the, 
and and that's what you have to he needs to take a step back mm-hmm. and be self-aware enough to realize that if it was a good relationship then you know it's probably not that he's a piece of shit it's probably just that actually their relationship isn't great and he doesn't feel like he can talk to her and he's just got so desperate that like this is the only way that he can feel like uh, he can try and find out uh you know what's what's going on in her head and again that's not that's not a reason or an excuse but it's just indicative of of where they're at i think i've just had a flashback you know when i was when i said i've never done that and i never would i haven't ever looked at anyone's diary but i did i did used to look through ex-boyfriends phones like to look at their messages well that's quite yeah that's quite common i think I, i did do that once and um sorry you i interrupted them but go on that was sort of it i just sort of remembered i'd I'd done that and like this is years ago i don't i don't do that and i don't feel any need to anymore with my husband we've both got each other's like passwords to stuff but i've literally never logged into his email accounts it just becomes very boring doesn't it (laughs) like in a long-term relationship where you're just like i just know there's nothing interesting well it's not even that (laughs) i I just trust i trust that there isn't anything I would try because he still occasionally you know goes out for you know nights out with his mates or independently of me and I don't feel any need to check up that that story checks out and that's who we met and that's where he went whereas years I'm talking years ago when I was much younger you know my first few boyfriends but I definitely remember you know things where I would feel really suspicious or insecure and wouldn't believe I can hear your cat purring. I was like, oh, I was just like, <laughs> oh, don't, don't, um, don't disturb her. She's <laughs> asleep. I'll touch um, her off now. But uh, what a lovely sound that is, cat's purring. <laughs> so sweet. But yeah, I, I really def- felt like you meant that, Jen. I do. <laughs> when they're asleep, then they're fine. Cats. She wasn't asleep. She's just happy. She just purrs when she sees my face. Oh, do they purr when they're asleep as well? Um, they sort of generally. It's just a relaxation thing. So they sort of purr when they're going to sleep. Yeah, but I've I've definitely I have just had like a flashback of remembering that I definitely did that and it was like um a, like a compulsive thing. It wasn't just a one off when I felt Yeah. It was a habit, it was a pattern that I was in. Mm, um yeah. and it, it did, it showed the it showed up the fact that the relationship wasn't very good, there wasn't any trust there, and I often found things that were lies and things that I should have been concerned about and that I was right to be suspicious of but it just fueled it it just fueled it because then I would either have this situation where I'd either have to be honest about the fact that when you passed out drunk or you were asleep I went through your phone and I found this and on a couple of occasions I've even sort of messaged back girls that sent in flirty messages as they were with him I've actually sort of you know shoehorned myself into situations and um yeah, I'm happy to say I, I'm not in that situation anymore and, and therefore do not behave that way, don't feel any need to behave that way. But it's a real stark warning sign if you are behaving like that, there's quite a lot of other issues that you need to look at. Definitely, yeah. Um, did you say you did that too? I did, I mean, I, I sort of don't count, when I was about like 18, I don't count that as really being a human being or an adult, but, um, <laughs> so I tend not to count those kind of like relationships uh, in my adult I think I think you were still a human being. <laughs> I, well, vaguely, um, very unformed, with terrible hair and dress sense. Uh, but yeah, I remember, I think the only time that I think I've ever done it, because ironically, despite all of my... Um, 
a myriad of attachment issues and kind of insecurity in relationships and, and all the stuff that comes with that. I'm actually quite trusting. I don't, like, I've never been jealous. I've never... I was actually quite oblivious to when everyone was cheating on me left, right and centre. it is possible that that has been happening, but I wouldn't know. But I, I genuinely just, I, I kind of do just take people for... I don't know and I think it's a good thing because I think yeah. it's a good thing now because um you know I was talking about this yesterday I'm like I feel like I'm self-aware enough and I'm a good enough judge of character that like you know within a few meetings with someone I can tell like what kind of person they are and <clears throat> and obviously you can never completely know and situations you know are outside of your control but you can get a sense of whether someone is kind of good and decent and honest and and all that kind of stuff so as soon as I kind of feel that sense of security I, I don't then I don't then worry although yeah I have had it with times when I felt when I've thought that and actually <laughs> people were doing other stuff but that's besides the point um I think so when I was I was probably about 19 or something and um my girlfriend at the time um you know we'd been together for like about a year and a half um and we're living together you know in like student digs and stuff but I guess for that age it was sort of a serious relationship and she just started um this job where uh, she'd got really close to this guy and she identified as 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 gay but I just kind of was like I feel like she fancies him and and like at the time um bisexual uh, bisexuals were a dirty concept um, and they in, were all in, the rage <laughs> <laughs> I mean it really the uh, the the kind of my friends my group of lesbian friends were very like dismissive of, of, of bisexuals we were all like oh no I wouldn't go with a bi like it just and I think it was just the threat I think it was just I can't deal with the fact that you know that there's twice as many people that they could exactly. be attracted to yeah, yeah pretty much mm. um so I just think there was a complete lack of like acceptance and tolerance so it was like the ultimate thing you know if like if your girlfriend fancied a boy and I do remember you know, I think I sort of asked her about it, not in a like really kind of accusatory way, but I think I, I do think it came up and she sort of reassured me. And then I, I did read her text messages and there was one to a friend being like, oh, I really fancy this guy and it's really no. weird. And I was like, oh, God. And I did kind of freak out. And, and but you know what? We broke up shortly after that, not uh, not because of that. But because our relationship was had run its course and that was kind of just one of the straws that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And it was just, yeah, again, indicative of our relationship not really being in, in a good place. Because, you know, in and of itself, someone having a crush on someone else doesn't have to be the end of a relationship. No. But it was just... Um, it's more that you, you were, know. like, nicking a phone, going to the bathroom yeah, and hunching yeah. over it like Gollum. <laughs> rifling through all the messages were you there like that's exactly how it went um yeah and I've I don't think I've I don't think I've ever done it since then and I've never isn't compelled to isn't it a horrible feeling though when you're in that in that space of feeling like you don't trust this person even if you ask them outright I feel like something you're not meant you're not saying you're not being completely honest is there anything you want to say and they're like no no everything's fine like that is horrible when you feel and, and kind yeah. of know on some level you're just being lied to. Yeah. And so when you're driven, and I'm not excusing it because obviously we all have a choice and, and really the best choice is not to go snooping around on people, but it, it can really feel like you don't have a choice and you're driven to try to uncover the truth in, in some other way. And so that does mean, get, like I remember, I remember one of my exes, again years ago he used to still get his 
mobile phone bills printed and sent and so all of his calls were itemized the date the time the duration of the call and then the phone number that it was to all of that information was on it do you remember those bills or have you ever seen them yeah yeah no i remember them like a long long time ago what was it what a waste of paper is it was reams of it it was reams i can't remember why because it would be because i think when they used to do that like mobiles weren't such a big thing like you didn't send you know as many messages and make as many calls as you did now so it was you know just like two or three pa- i mean it was for me i didn't have many friends it was just two or three pages <laughs> but anything you know in the last kind of 10 years if i'd had that printed they just yeah there would be reams yeah be like there a- were and i remember i don't know if you ha- had to have them or if it was just maybe it was a standard thing back then because this is years ago and it might be one of those things where they just phased it out quite promptly when they realized this is a complete waste of paper but I remember we had like a bit of, we had a row and we broke up for a, a while and it was a long-term relationship, you know, a few years. And um, we broke up for like a weekend and he stormed off and went out with his mates. And um, and I just remember feeling like really suspicious when he came back. He came back inevitably, obviously. <laughs> came back to me. But yeah, I just felt like I just didn't trust what had happened that weekend. And I asked him and said, you know, did you do anything? No, no, of course I didn't. I just went out with my friends. And then this one day he, he'd come back and, and he was out. I think he'd gone to the shops or something. And his work briefcase was there. And I could see there were loads of like orange, it was the orange phone company logo, um, phone bills. And I knew what they were. And I thought, I'm going to look. And I got them out and I went straight to the date of that weekend of whenever it was. And um, there were phone calls to this number that I didn't know because we knew each other's friends by then and family. This phone number, I didn't know several calls or or was it texts? I can't remember if it said there was a text. I think it did. I think there were texts and calls that it kind of itemised. But anyway, there, there was a flurry of phone calls and texts really um, like early in the morning, three, four in the morning on a weekend. Not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. And I like my heart was racing. I was shaking and I didn't know whether to just keep it to myself and try and dig a bit deeper. I wrote the phone number down thinking I'll ring it. I'll ring it from a different phone box and I'll see who answers. And um just all this stuff like I was a bloody Amazing. magnum PI. <laughs> Amazing. I'm loving it. Um but instead he came back and I couldn't hold it in and I was like, here's this <laughs> <laughs> And um and I could immediately tell, you know, it was something that he didn't want to own up to. And uh he was like, oh it was and he he couldn't he was scrambling to explain it. And I said, I thought you said you were at home at this this time of night. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it turned out that it was a girl that he'd met in town that he'd known a while ago and they'd swapped numbers and they'd met up for a drink and they'd gone out for a fucking date. Like it was all hastily arranged within this one bloody weekend that we weren't officially together. Yeah, and it was... Uh, my fact-finding mission turned out to be a success <laughs> i've got images of you like pasting all the uh, the pages on the wall and like drawing lines with strings like between the yeah. connections and, like, you said that you were her. in this pub at 11 45 p.m with steve when i spoke to steve he was nowhere to be seen i got the cctv footage of that pub <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you about um, I had um, ambitions to become a private investigator at one point no. um, a couple of years ago. Um, it turns out, you know, you can just do like um, a course and it doesn't cost very much and then you get licensed and it's all legit and everything. But I was like, that would be so much fun. I think I would be really, really good at it. And um, a friend and I were, were considering it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to get in on that action, Jen, it's the offer's, the offer's open. I'm keen. Yeah, let's yeah, do let's that. Yeah, let's do it. Next venture. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think, and I've heard so many tales as well of um, some of my friends doing this sort of thing and way worse and, and just as a matter of course they do it. Some of them have the opinion that, you know, well, if it's there, it's information that's there, there shouldn't be anything that I'll find that they wouldn't want me to know. And if they don't want me to know it and they're hiding it, then that proves that they're doing something wrong in the first place. So they don't, they don't feel any qualms about yeah, digging that's... for stuff. Whereas I feel one and like primarily I can't be asked to do that I just (laughs) I don't care I don't want to spend my time doing that sort of stuff and that that probably tops the fact that I think it's healthier to just trust somebody yeah Um, I, I do think that obviously but I just I just don't care about spending any of my precious time on this earth like digging around for information if someone wants me to know something or information is going to come my way I trust that it will come my way or or that I will just figure it out or that someone will come and just blatantly tell me I definitely don't feel like it's my job to go snooping around people's diaries that are clearly not for me I just do not like I I would feel so deeply uncomfortable if I was at your place and your diary was on the side clearly what looked like a diary I would feel so deeply uncomfortable if anybody was in the room and said, oh, let's have a look. I'd be like, no, of course not. Um, But I would never in a million years want to look at your private thoughts because that has nothing to do with me. Even if there's reams of pages mentioning me, which obviously there would be, (laughs) (laughs) clearly. (laughs) I mean, I do have a diary specifically for my thoughts about you, Jen, That's what I thought. Yeah, it's... So yeah no but even if there's any mention of me which yeah obviously I, I doubt that there's very much there but even if there is and it's negative stuff it's still not my place to know no. that it would be my place if you came to me and said stuff or maybe yeah. if somebody a third person came and thought I should you know have some information about something else a third party but until that happens it's just nothing to do with me and therefore it's none of my concern and I don't care about it yeah I I, I definitely agree with that I don't want to I don't want to hear people's thoughts that private thoughts because like I said before it's just that's not that isn't for you and that's just an in the moment feeling or response to something and it might be just be that they're having a shitty day and they all just wanted to take it out on someone else and then if you did confront them about it they might genuinely be like oh god I don't really think that like that just and then you're just in the cycle of like well I'm not going to believe that and it's just it's messy and it's wrong and it's uh, yeah it's not yeah good and like you said earlier a diary or a journal whatever whatever you want to call it they're not fully formed final thoughts on things are they they're literally how you feel in that moment that you're writing that thing it's just processing but writing down it's like you don't have any right to hear people's you know uh not verbal processing but you know uh it's like the working out of yeah yeah so you you just writing it down is just a different way of processing and i just yeah it's like it's like if you'd no ignore that bit yes it's like good (laughs) it's like no one's got right to have all of your innermost thoughts and writing them in a journal 
is like a bit more of an extension of that and and it's not for anybody else otherwise it wouldn't be a diary it would be a fucking letter addressed to you (laughs) um but it's so that you can process it it's so that you can write that thing down and then refer to it later Mm. or so you've got it so that you can compare how far you've come in a week or a month or whatever see your progress Mm. and it's only for you and, and it's only ever somebody else's business if you choose if that person chooses to involve somebody ask their opinion or say god look at this that i wrote down about you can you believe it or wrote down about this or that or whatever it's just not up for it's not a book in a library it's not there for your reference so going back to yeah jim firstly please stop doing that that's just wrong it's through and through wrong and it's not respectful and it's it's really as sarah said initially it's so ironic that you're saying she's not being honest with me about this and that um because it's not an honest way of behaving you know what you're doing is not and yeah the problems in your relationship that you're already acknowledging started before you started going through her diary and they would be there for a reason and I think you just need to probably both try to have an honest conversation and some of that will be you admitting I'm really sorry but I've been reading your diary because she should sort of be aware of that so she can at least one be aware of it but two put it in a different place um, yeah I, I mean I, if she I think can't, she obviously can't trust you definitely I, I think it could pretend, I mean if the relationship is worth salvaging it actually in some ways could be a catalyst for doing that in that but he has to go go at it from the perspective of I've done something really stupid that I'm really ashamed of and I need to tell you about it and what Ever he's written uh, read in there kind of needs to be secondary. I mean, obviously it does sort mm-hmm. of depend what it is mm-hmm. that he's read, but that's he needs to go in from a place of vulnerability and look. You know, I was feeling all of these things, and instead of confronting you as I should have done and trying to talk talk about it, you know, in a mature and adult way, I I went about it the wrong way, and that's my bad, and I'm sorry. And and then you kind of see where it goes from there. And you mm. know, if she if she flies off the handle which is quite within her rights to do um then he needs to just accept that and not then get defensive about whatever it is he's ready he needs to just accept it and say yeah i know but i really want to salvage it but i don't know i mean just for, from that email like obviously it's only a, a very um kind of quick snippet into it but it's sort of i didn't get the impression that there was much to salvage from those 10 lines or whatever but you don't know I, I just think it, when it's got to that point it is I think it would be quite hard to claw it back um, I mean it depends what it depends what they've been together three years and that's a you know, significant chunk of time it depends mm. how how those three years have have gone yeah um, and how long it's been on this shaky ground for yeah, um, yeah. and how exactly what you've just said exactly you know it really matters how this part is handled and I do think a really necessary component of this gym is that you own up to the fact that you have been betraying her trust in this way because it's it's important and it, it even if you don't think that this is a big deal believe me she yeah. probably will and it's an even bigger deal that you need to be able to be honest about things I think when you cover things up and it's not covering things up by writing a diary by the way no she's not covering things up by saying things there that she hasn't said to you that's not the same thing but when anybody is snooping around and doing things secretively 
that's a sure sign that something is not really right because you should be able to be honest about how you feel, what you do, how you're behaving. And that's, I think, the main component of a health, any healthy relationship. It's, it's got, you've got to have honesty and, and trust and honesty go hand in hand. And she can't trust you. You're not being honest. And those two massive things are being hugely compromised. And if you don't sort those things out, and they're, prob- they're probably at play in other areas, not just this one. If they're not sorted out, then yeah, you're not going to be able to salvage the relationship and you won't, you won't have a healthy basis for a relationship anyway. So you've sort of got nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, that's it. That's what I think. I think just use this as a, if you were, use this as a clean slate opportunity to just get everything out there. Um, but it, it'll be on you to uh, to handle that in a way that, that makes that possible because as soon as you start getting getting like well I have done this but as soon as you start butting like you just she's just going to be furious at you um so you just have to say hold your hands up and say I shouldn't have done this I'm ashamed of it this is a bad thing I did it because I felt like this and I've you know I chose the wrong thing to do but let's yeah. talk about everything let's get it all out there and if you can do that then there's a possibility that you you know she might be sort of feeling similar things or or certainly struggling with aspects of the relationship then it might kind of put both of your minds at at ease to get it all out there and it it could be a potentially good thing I don't know if that's me being a bit optimistic but it certainly gives you an opportunity one way or the other even if it you know means the end of the relationship at least you'll kind of come to that point and feel that it's probably the right thing if you know if she's furious and that if what you've read is um you know is quite bad then maybe it will just kind of be the thing that draws it all to a close totally I don't think you're being overly optimistic with that perspective either I've definitely been in situations with my current relationship actually a few years ago we got to a position where a few things collided and we had a huge heart-to-heart and really were honest about what had led to it how we really felt what we really wanted from the relationship and we absolutely considered splitting up and it was purely because of brutal honesty on both parts and a willingness to really hear each other and accept the truth that formed the basis of what's undoubtedly the most amazing, precious, healthy relationship I've ever been in. And I I don't really come across them that are that in other people's as well. I I often look at other people's relationships and not from a, a point of like arrogance or... Or looking down on anybody but I think it's rare I think it's actually quite rare to be able to be very very honest with the person that you're it with it definitely and that is. makes people the difference make, I think yeah it makes a massive difference people are you have to be willing to um to fully take responsibility for your own stuff it's not you know this whole uh, being honest thing I think what you said um it's a bit of a therapisty uh term but when you said like really like actually hear each other Mm -hmm. that's the important part it's not just a downloading of like this these are all my feelings okay these are all my feelings it's like you know it's not just unburdening yourself of all your thoughts it's actually properly listening to what the other person is saying um, empathizing with it understanding it just immersing yourself in that process and that's when you can move past it it's not just kind of like well let's I'll shout and then you'll shout and yeah. you know everything's said but and everything will magically be okay you have to really understand where they're coming from and and you know that's why I say if you come at it from a place of vulnerability of you know I was feeling insecure so I did something stupid and and I'm sorry and it was wrong 
then that's much better than like, well, I've read this, but you know, like it's not fair. I only did it because you things. haven't told exactly. me. Exactly, yeah. it's your fault. You've led me to do it. And it's just, that's two different conversations. Yeah, you're just behaving in the same way in a slightly different area and yeah. therefore you have no leg to stand on. You don't, anywhere you don't have any leg to stand on with saying she hasn't been completely honest in this area because you're not being completely honest. Yeah. it Like it's ludicrous when people act like they've got the higher ground in that sort of situation you're both being as bad as each other in fact she's not being bad at all it's just you <laughs> jim um jim but, you plonker what have you done jim you arsehole <laughs> um but yeah going on to that thing with um, my husband and i it was it was absolutely like the make or break point of our relationship and it's gone on to be and it's not like every day's running through meadows in slow motion holding each other's hand oh i bet but, it um, is <laughs> but um but it's it's real and it it's really respectful and it's really healthy and and when you've got that that foundation and you really keep an eye on that foundation that you don't ever really let that go too far out of your grasp again because it's a it's a constant endeavor to keep relationships healthy but if you have that you can have all the rest of it and if and you can't you can have the rest of it like the the top show stuff if you like but if you don't have that foundation it just won't last or you won't genuinely be be happy behind closed doors and that's obviously not what anybody wants you know we all want to be genuinely happy not just for it to look that way to other people that's fucking wank <laughs> if you're going thera- after that's that that's a therapeutic term as well <laughs> But you, there's so many people that do that, though, aren't there? Like, totally, especially with yeah. social media stuff. Definitely, like, they just want just this say, image yeah. of a great relationship rather than want the actual great relationship. A um, great relationship is, like you said, you know, it's real. That's the that's yeah. the thing. It's not like these curated images of like just happy smiling couples on holiday. Like, it's fully real. It's like I know that you're flawed in this way, but I'm totally okay with it because you own it, and we, you know, we constantly negotiate around it. And mm. I have my own faults, and vice versa. Mm. And that's like that's what's really nice. It's like seeing someone as a whole person is. It is quite like magical, you know, not having that stress of trying to hide parts of yourself or being defensive about them, but just being like, it's all out there. You know, I own it and you know about it and we constantly try and work to make it work. It's just. Yeah, it's the only type of relationship that's genuinely rewarding. And, and for that to happen as well, you have to work out a way of being interdependent rather than codependent, which is so easy to fall into with relationships. So, so easy, but it's not healthy to be codependent on somebody. You want a relationship and you want to strive towards a relationship and cultivate a relationship. That means both people are consciously choosing to be in that relationship rather than oh I'm fucking stuck here now or oh god we've been it we've been at it for five years like there's nobody else that's come along that really is any better I suppose I better you know or you should fucking kill me if I did this better not do that or I better do it in secret and keep it away from her or him you know all of that kind of behavior is so toxic and it's it's horrible to feel like you can't be who you are and do what you want because somebody else wouldn't approve or wouldn't like it yeah and it, it I think it comes back to obviously, you know, what we've talked about loads is being willing to to do the put the work in on yourself as well, um, because you know you can't, you kind of can't just channel all of the work and the effort and you know the the care into your relationship without doing the work on yourself, kind of side by side, uh, because 
yeah codependence is such a tricky one because it can feel like intimacy it can feel like um you know oh i'm so we're so interwoven our lives and you know we're so close but actually you, you need to it's uh, moving away from that is not like removing the closeness it's just having to removing the, de- the dependence <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. It, it's um and that's the thing i'm sorry i sang boundaries then in a musical <laughs> theater type way but <laughs> i went to see the motown musical the other day it was so fucking good i absolutely loved it so oh, um, cool yeah i'm in a post-musical hey <laughs> i love a good musical what's your favorite musical uh rent it is um a slight obsession <laughs> i may know all the words verbatim never seen uh, that uh it's it's like a lot of people i think it was it was so big in america and i don't know if like a lot of people over here haven't seen like it hasn't had big kind of west end uh showings or whatever but uh yeah i love it but i love all the i love all of them i love all the classics have you Phantom seen seven brides for seven brothers i haven't no i haven't <gasps> actually i love i absolutely am obsessed with that film i'll have to get involved it's so naff and um like kitsch but it's it's just brilliant that's the joy so of musicals good. isn't it yeah that and obviously grease oh of course Love grease. naturally yeah but we've taken mm. a massive detour at the end, <laughs> which we love to do. So, yes, we do. Jim, I hope we've helped make you feel terrible about yourself because yeah. you should. You should do. We love you. We've got a lot of love for you. Just stop reading a diary. Yeah, that's Please. terrible behaviour, Jim. And uh, you'll be lucky if you have a girlfriend before the day is out. If you if you do actually have the balls to be honest for once in your sorry life. Love you. Keep listening. <laughs> I mean, that's always our aim, isn't it? Just to really drag people down to our level <laughs> yeah oh, what are you gonna do that's how i feel no. about it um great chatting to you as always my love always and always. um i will catch you next week yes you will <laughs>